0: Hi guys, welcome to Adam and Kat's Book Club I'm Adam I'm Kath.
1: And we're book readers
0: (laughs) Well, listeners We've been using Audible And this month our book is The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood
1: you might have heard of her from the hit Hulu series *The Handmaid's Tale*.
0: And in our research about her, we actually found out that there was like several operas and a movie in nineteen ninety about this book. But like
1: none of it was reviewed that well. So
0: yeah, I mean, I didn't really look into it, but I'm also surprised. I feel like that kind of stuff would have popped up before, or maybe I just wasn't in the loop. But no, uh, it's, it's interesting. Too, it's too feminist. <laughs> like Richie I didn't realize it. there was so much adaptations of this thing already.
1: I mean, it's such an old book.
0: I mean, it is. It came out in, like, 1985.
1: Yeah, it's really old. And um, it's only getting a sequel now in 2019.
0: Yeah, and I think it's based on, like, the it's like really vast popularity of the show has finally pushed her into being like, well, I need to explore the rest of this world.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it ever took off from any of other adaptations. Yeah. But yeah, so we've been listening to it on Audible. We're not sponsored.
0: Yeah, I finished it about... I finished it on the fifteenth of March. When did you finish it? Last night. Last night, yeah. But I had it. been
1: watching the show.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're not doing an adaptation review. We're just doing a book review. If you haven't read it, or if you're watching the show and you don't want like spoilers or anything, I suggest you finish the book or finish the show or get up to date before you listen to this. And if be... you just don't care, you know, just yeah. listen away.
1: We're gonna be talking with spoilers at the book club.
0: Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna go. We're not going to go completely in-depth about every part of it, but we're going to talk about the parts we liked the most, the parts we didn't like, our thoughts. So if you'd rather just have more knowledge on the subject before, you know, take a break, come back to us. Otherwise, we're just going to jump into it. Yeah,
1: we're going to jump into it with story.
0: Yeah, so story-wise, I thought it was super interesting. Yes. Um, Basically, what happens is it starts off, it's in America. It's based in uh, Boston, I think?
1: Yeah, Boston, Cambridge area, around Harvard.
0: Yeah, and like... Uh, we don't ever get to know the real name of the protagonist. She's just the handmaid, and she's known as Offred because she is a pro- she's property of Frederick. Yeah. So. Basically, Offred is what we're gonna keep calling her for the for the purposes of this. Uh Offred, sh- it starts with her going to a new post as a handmaid, yeah. and you get background on her becoming a handmaid and a little bit of background on the society before it broke down and became this new one, the society of Gilead.
1: Yeah, the book has a few time frames. You've got um the past before um. You know, it starts changing You've got during the change You get a few flashbacks So that was just quite interesting yeah. One of the more interesting time periods And
0: then up to date now
1: You get up to date You also get a few flashbacks Through our training
0: Yeah And uh, it was I thought it was a very interesting concept It basic. You never get a full breakdown Of when society started to crumble and change To what is considered present day in the book But from what I could tell I feel like it was over a span of maybe 10 years or less. They mention her daughter being yeah. taken
1: away at tree.
0: Yeah, and now she's still young. Yeah, but like eight or nine. Oh, okay. Did they say eight or nine? They. I didn't think they mentioned it. I just thought I'm not she sure looked older. Old.
1: Well, I noticed showed pictures of her.
0: Okay, well, so it's somewhere between like five and ten years. Yeah, probably nearer to five. And I just thought it was interesting how it goes from what we know of society now, or at the very least, what we knew of society back in 1980 yeah. in America. And in such a short amount of time go to a complete, you know, turned over new way of having a society. And it felt believable, I guess. It
1: felt, it feels so believable. It's very scary. It's kind of like a warning.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know we have a lot of a, we have a very volatile political climate as it is. Like for us in Ireland, it's kind of different. But in America, like it, it honestly, it looks like a shit show most of the time. You're
1: very, Americans tend to be very divided at the moment, yeah.
0: Yeah, like it's. Wow, like I could, I could almost see this happening. I guess in America, at least by today's standards, it's kind of like
1: a warning of what would happen if men had too much power.
0: Yeah, that's kind of it's. It kind of feels like that's part of the message Margaret is trying to send. Like it's a cautionary tale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see her. She starts off as a handmaid, and we get to see her past getting taken into this school that's been turned into a learning center or a red center yeah it's where called you... the red center yeah and you basically get taught by these older women who have taken on the job of training handmaids they're called ants so like like an auntie and they teach you basically how to be a quiet obedient breeding machine
1: yeah you're nothing but a whole I guess.
0: Yeah, like, it did actually take a little while in the book for it to acknowledge that's all they were for, pretty much just breeding. Um, I expected them to say it, like, outright, but I kind of knew that was what it was going to yeah. be from trailers of the show.
1: I knew, I kept expecting them to also have to be, like, you know, cleaners and stuff, but no, they separate older women for that.
0: Yeah, like, there are women called Martha's who are basically, like, cleaners slash cooks, um, and then, and everyone has, like, a colour scheme, like, um, the handmaids wear red. red.
1: Good,
0: yep. The Marthas wear green. The wives wear blue. Yes, the wives wear blue. And I thought that was interesting because that's like a biblical reference. Because like Mary would wear blue and yeah. then Mary Magdalene, the prostitute, wore red. Yeah. So I thought they were calling back to things like that in the Bible. And in this story, there is a lot to do with the Bible.
1: There are a good few... There's there's a lot of mention of the Bible. They don't always read out the verse, which is good because they don't want to listen yeah, to the Bible. Yeah, but it verses. is a
0: very... A lot of religious subtext and a lot of religious... Uh, tones throughout yep. which I know we're not talking about this in relation as an adaptation but you did mention wasn't as prominent it's not in, as the, prevalent in the, the show, the show. Yeah. yeah
1: they're very anti-religion so I remember one scene where they see a church mm. and it's full of dead bodies and if they had any respect for a church religion they wouldn't fill it with dead bodies because it wasn't yeah. like a synagogue it was like a proper church
0: yeah whereas um, in this book Everyone is religious. That's the whole thing. They are under God. They're going back to what they consider, you know, quote unquote, the old ways. Yeah. a uh, Simpler time.
1: There's like the secret police who are supposed to be like God's eyes, which reminds me of the great Gatsby.
0: Yeah. And they call their soldiers angels Angels. As well. Oh, that's, so that's, like, avenging so, that's angels. still turns me out. Yeah. Um. So we see her education where they were all made sleep in like, were they bunk beds or just cots?
1: I think they were like cut but kind of they were all in the same room
0: yeah so like and that's similar to like a military or uh, upbringing or they wear old
1: military beds yeah
0: so it would be like if you ever went to military school or ever spent any time on a military barracks or something um or even maybe similarly in like a very bare bones um utilitarian hostel you would have an idea of what that would look like yeah um, and then the ants would go around with like cattle prods and they would basically break you down until yeah. all you were was ready to be a handmaid.
1: It's very interesting that outside, even actually not including the wise, the ants were kind of the most powerful of any women. Yeah. And even they weren't allowed real weapons. Like they were given cattle prods but so they couldn't have guns or a knife or something. They weren't worthy of that.
0: Yeah. Like it was very much a man's world. Yeah. And the women were being gifted with authority. It wasn't like they had earned or strived for it. They were being gifted underneath men's supervision, which is like uncomfortable to read, you know, like,
1: it's scary. It's like,
0: like, I mean, this was published freaking like 11 years before I was born. Yeah. And I've, I only read it now at 22 and like as a feminist and as a queer woman as well, which you Know would not go over well in this fictional world. I'd be dead, yeah. We would but literally be dead, or well, you would be dead, and I would be made into a prostitute, yeah. <laughs> in this world, oh Moira, oh Moira, oh god, Moira, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was horrible. Um, we'll get into
1: her later when we go to the characters. No,
0: we'll get to Moira soon, but uh, it was very it was. I wouldn't say it was hurtful to read. Uh I would say it was uncomfortable, but I actually I still thoroughly enjoyed the book because it's it was It's very
1: striking to me that something that was written in nineteen eighty five can feel so modern.
0: Yeah. Like it really spoke to me now, like in today's yeah. political climate. I feel like it's something it that could
1: have been written now.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so that's why I feel like the sequel coming out this year is it's like It's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be interesting and it's not gonna feel like Years apart, it's gonna feel like just a direct sequel.
1: Well, yeah, it is set 15 years apart because you know, it's supposed it to is. be. It is, yeah. I, th- no. I wonder what, if if that means it's set in the early 2000s. What years is it supposed to be set in?
0: I'm not sure, to be honest. I feel it's like crazy. they part had a it was a bit, yeah. I feel like a part of it was made a bit more futuristic because yeah. they had all that digital money and that was the only way to do it, yeah. So because well, like they switched cards, over I mean. yeah, yeah they switched over they did have bank cards but that was that became like the only way to use your money was just bank cards yeah so I guess with that modernization, maybe it was set a bit in the future or maybe it was just set when it was but slightly more advanced
1: yeah oh my god that that bank card period like what a scene you're just like Mm. what a chapter she's like okay well I'm gonna go use my bank oh it's not working she tries yeah. to call the police oh that's not working because so many people are then calling to find out yeah. she goes to work she gets fired women aren't allowed to work anymore like what a quick period
0: that was one of the flashbacks yeah Um, and it was like that was very hard to read because it, to be honest If someone did freeze all of your assets that you didn't have physically with you, I mean, people can do that now. That does happen now. And imagine just because you're a woman or because you're a gay man or because you're not a religious person or of a different religion and they all just decide to freeze all of your assets. Or give them over to your husband. Or give them just to like your husband or something. And that's the only way you can ever use them. And like, yeah, you're lucky if you have an
1: alright husband.
0: Yeah, that would be so scary. And like, I cannot imagine that because I personally, I don't like having cash on me much. I don't really like having... Because if I lose cash, it's gone. Whereas I can stop my bank card, you know? So, like, that really hit me because it just made me think, God, like, if I just had everything in my savings just completely stripped away from me in one go, imagine What bothers
1: me is there were a few weeks of like, yes, the government's gone, Mm. but they're not doing all this. They're not going that far yet. Yeah. And then in one day... Women's bank has gone. Women's jobs gone.
0: And like that's freaky because basically what they had was a government shutdown. Yeah. And then suddenly all this crazy awful shit was happening. And like America this year just had a government shutdown. Yeah.
1: They so, like lied and said it was like to do um I believe. <clears throat> Middle Eastern like terrorism.
0: Yeah, I think there was a plot to have the government, um, most government members assassinated, and then in the power vacuum that ensued. People the took military over. took over, yeah. Yeah, and then a lot of religious figures pushed their way to the forefront, yeah. including one of our, m- not main characters, but most important characters, which is the man offered is the handmaid of his wife, Serena Joy, or at least that's what her name once was, as she was a TV personality who would sing in a religious choir. She later chose to become a political speaker pushing religious values and, you know, the nuclear family value and stuff like that. Think of
1: a feminist and then think of the opposite of a feminist activist. Think
0: of a woman who describes herself as a meninist. Yeah. Yeah. A religious meninist who feels like women should serve their... Have you ever watched Girl Defined? No. (laughs) Think of Girl Defined but, like, wrinkly and, um, on TV instead of YouTube. Um, if any of you listening have seen Girl Defined, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I cannot use that pain for you. Um, but basically that's, that's always kind of what came into my head. This is what Girl Defined would be in this, in this, uh, society. But, uh, so yes, yeah, so basically she pushes for traditional marriage and she pushes for the society of Gilead taking shape as it is, which is like all the men in charge, all the women are subservient, but there are different levels to subservience for the women, um, so basically, it's like all the main leaders who are men, and then it's commanders and yeah. their wives, and then it's what were the other men called? The lesser ones? Just guards? Guardians? Guardians. guardians. They were guardians. called guardians. Yeah. Uh, and then there were the eyes who are the secret police, the angels who are soldiers, there are doctors who are always men and they're still basically doctors.
1: And they can- oh, this is very really interesting. He can't look at her while he's he They're like, not, he not allowed to look, at, look at them,
0: there has to always be a screen. In front, like for all women, you're just not allowed to look at them. Yeah. It has to be very clinical. Um, then there are like, so they're the there are also what were they called? Um, they were wives, but they had to do all the roles.
1: Um, not unwoman. Um, econo wives. No.
0: Unwoman were oh econo wives. That's yeah. what it was. The unwomen are the women who live out in the colonies. polluted wastelands in the colonies. Yeah, because yeah. they're the ones. They're, uh, they're the ones who are exposed to like disease. And pollution they can't and have babies. yeah, they're all like infertile. But then even
1: then, there's a funeral procession for a woman who was an econo wife who yeah. had a baby, and then that baby like was deformed. I think it was deformed. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: basically, it's like there are the wives of high-ranking officials and commanders. They wear blue. They are basically important women. They go for parties with other important women, and they. That's kind of it, though. That's sort of their role. They don't really do anything outside of that, at least politically, from what I read. Uh, they wear blue Then there are their Marthas Who are basically kitchen women and cleaners Did they say
1: what colour the ants wear?
0: The ants? I thought they wore beige or grey Maybe At least I feel like that's what they were wearing I just
1: picked you in my head wearing white for some reason
0: Maybe uh, mm. I actually, I never really thought of it I always thought like beige khaki coloured stuff yeah, like But I could totally be wrong
1: Basic colours, you
0: know I, like, I personally can't remember But uh, I'm sure Like we can Google it
1: I'm sure they had a colour
0: um and then for the low ranking men are just like i guess regular men who are allowed to have wives because yeah you're not allowed just to have a wife or marry you have to like prove yourself or get rewarded with the option to have a wife
1: yeah i think you get and then when you do you're given a wife it's like all arranged
0: yeah. and if you're like lower ranking you get an akana wife so they wear a mixture of blue and red and green so they're expected to be your wife bear your children and do all the cleaning and the cooking and taking care of the household. Like, they're basically an Akana wife because they do everything. Yeah. And then there's the handmaids who only go to high-ranking officials. They they can't have more than one handmaid.
1: Yeah.
0: Handmaids are basically... they just They're just breeders. They go to market. They pick up food. They come back. They bear children. Yeah. I think... Is it just once a month they have to do a breeding ceremony? On their most fertile day?
1: Yeah, I believe it's during their fertile period. And then, like... There's... He reads from the Bible and then they go... Yeah, Like, they it.
0: read from the Bible. It's all very much... All Religious.
1: biblical. He specifically reads Bible... Um, There's a Bible story kind of similar to this where um there is a woman, I can't remember her name, who can't have a child. Yeah. So she begs her husband to sleep with her maiden mm. to have them to get a child that way. Yeah. And, well, it's obvious why they're reading that story because that's what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, because that's what basically. they're doing.
0: And um, during that ceremony... He has sex with both of them, right?
1: Well, it's kind of supposed to be that the spiritual connection is with his wife, while the yeah. physical one is with The, the
0: handmaid. So the
1: handmaid, like, lies in the wife's lap. Yeah. So he's kind of, like, trusting and looking at his wife.
0: Yeah. Like, it's all very... It's creepy. It's creepy. And it's upsetting to read. And, like, it... oh God, it's just...
1: Because it is rape. Yeah, you know it's like, it's it's rape. Yeah. The handmaids maybe consenting because they're not given a choice. Your choice Yeah, it's is not real or...
0: consent. It's coerced consent. Like yeah. they have no other option. They're gonna get killed or they're gonna get sent out to like a wasteland. And even Offred rationalizes in her own head that it's nothing she didn't consent to. And I'm like, mm, girl, you like... didn't though.
1: Yeah, that's but I understand this is
0: the only way she feels she can survive.
1: It's very interesting that the whole book's from her mind so you're just you see why she rationalizes things You
0: get a you get a very good insight into everything she's thinking and feeling yeah. like how she's basically just a breeding machine and a piece of meat now. So she takes her own the only way she feels empowered is by like stealing butter to yeah. use as face cream because they're not allowed face cream. Yeah. Um, in sometimes walking with like a slight wiggle to her walk to arouse some the guard- of the younger guardians. Yeah, yeah, like, and this is like stuff that could get her killed.
1: Yeah, and she's just doing it because it makes her feel more powerful. Because yeah, this is all anything. she can do. She's like, this is the only power I have on the
0: Yeah, what did you think of the relationship between the commander and Alfred?
1: I hated it. Mm. Oh, so uncomfortable. every scene, and then it's like. The first time he kissed And he's like Oh I want you to kiss me With passion this- yeah. Like you're not in love here bro. Like
0: describe how That scene played out
1: Well he Basically she calls him To his office
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't know if by then he If he's drinking the first time
0: I don't think he was Drinking the first time
1: Right but, like, he invites her to play Scrabble, which is a big deal because women aren't allowed to read.
0: Yeah, and, like, she's just... She really, like, goes for it. She's, like, Scrabble. And she, like, claws... Uh, like, clings to this...
1: But she really enjoys it because it's something she's not allowed to do. She's not allowed to really use her mind and if She's going to use her mind to play a game.
0: And, like, I've... At the, at the beginning, she felt like this was such an innocent thing. It could... Like, it could totally lead to her getting killed, for sure, if anyone found her out. But also, it was such an innocent act between herself and the commander. And I feel yeah. like she grasped onto that. And then it, like, actually... Hurt me when at the end uh, they played Scrabble, she was about to leave, and then he says to her, Kiss me. And you can just like she describes how her heart just kind of went like, Yeah, yeah. I knew this was what was going to happen, and so she kisses him. and Then he's like, No, like, kiss me like you really mean it. And I was just like, Oh, God. and I was just
1: like, Yep, he wasn't looking for friendship,
0: which I guess makes sense. Like, he's in a society where he can't just leave his wife, and there's like yeah. no love there anymore, and it's just like bitter, and they hate each other, but at the same time. What can they do? So he takes solace in his handmaids, and it's not the first time he's done it because that's why the last handmaid got taken away.
1: Yeah, which you know you'd think would make a, her get cocky or what? It seems like she gets doesn't. They meet quite a few times.
0: They do, yeah, they do meet. Like I think they meet almost every night for a, a while.
1: Yeah, so um more than that that would then be she continues to go shopping and live a better life
0: yeah so a lot of the chapters sort of bleed together because they're very similar or there are long gaps of time where she says that her day-to-day activities weren't very much the same
1: yeah i think not long after though we get glimpses into the path when they tried to escape
0: yeah so basically they tried to escape over the border to canada it was herself her husband and third child and her husband he uh, she was his second wife and in the taking over of the Gilead Society They annulled all second marriages And said they didn't count So that's why they were separated And all like second wives and stuff If they were breedable They were taken to be Handmaids Handmaids Well they were actually given a choice But the choice was literally Be a handmaid Die Or go to the wastelands yeah. So You can see what a lot of them probably would have chosen Yeah Um And uh they yeah. tried to
1: escape but they got caught basically
0: Yeah they got caught and like it was just Harrowing the way it was described Like they drugged her daughter When she was what three or four Because yeah. so, so, cause she was going to make too much noise otherwise And it just looked like she was sleeping
1: And they killed their um, cat
0: Yes they killed their, their cat because They couldn't just leave it And that otherwise it was going to arouse suspicion If the cat was meowing all the time and people coughed that they weren't home And they had to
1: leave all their belongings pretty much behind yeah. Because it couldn't look suspicious like they were going somewhere long term
0: I think was it that Luke got out of the car, her husband, and then something seemed off, so they ran all together, or did she and her daughter run?
1: Um, I think they all ran together.
0: And I think they got separated, or they she heard separated. a gunshot. They did get separated. But like they did get caught, so yeah. she has no. I- throughout the whole book, she has no idea what's happened to Luke at all. She gets shown once one a picture, picture of her daughter, of her daughter. a
1: woman who she doesn't know. Yeah. Presumably, she was given off for adoption. Or something like that To one yeah. the higher ranking families
0: Yeah Because like She was considered clean Yeah So if A kid isn't like Diseased or are like Proven to be Mal Deformed Or something They just get Sent on
1: Yeah And If a baby is born And it um, Is deformed I believe they kill it
0: Yeah I think they kill them
1: And then a lot of babies Are just born as miscarriages anyway Yeah They call born. them
0: unbabies. babies Yeah So it's Yeah so That oh, was What a
1: creepy society and it's that's harrowing especially because in Ireland we just had our huge abortion referendum yeah
0: we just posture. had our abortion referendum and it's just kind of like
1: and they're killing uh, people, doctors who aborted
0: yeah if you're a doctor in this society and you have ever performed an abortion procedure or ever pre- performed a procedure for like a planned parrot hunt or something, they kill you and execute you for your crimes despite the fact that you haven't done it now under this new society because you are retroactively guilty for anything you have ever done before that so like a lot of people got killed and executed for being doctors that were saying things they didn't like doctors who did abortions so I'd say most of our
1: doctors who were left were doctors from the south (laughs) am I right?
0: I wouldn't know, I haven't been there (laughs) yeah I wouldn't either but a lot of also anyone who was gay um, were killed as well and a lot of people who were like in the closet and stuff if they were ever caught they were killed as well except for some of the women who were um sterilized and then sent to a place called Jezebel's which is a brothel
1: which is what happened to our good lesbian friend Moira.
0: Yeah, we hear about Moira a lot throughout the story. She was best friends with Alfred in the past life. Um and then Alfred went looking for her a lot. She was sent to be handmaid like Alfred. So for a while we got to see her there and yeah. then Moira tried to escape and then after that you never see her again. Until yeah. Jezebel So there's years of Alfred's life Where she's just wondering she What happened She did a good job friend.
1: of escaping To be honest She did
0: do a very good job She just got caught
1: In the end Yeah her last safe house It was like the last Place before Canada And then that's where she got caught Yeah So it's just like Well that sucks And then she ended up in Jezebel's.
0: Which is oh, That's just Awful It's so
1: fucked up that they say like some of the women there weren't even prostitutes beforehand. They were like lawyers and doctors. They were like
0: high-ranking people,
1: smart women
0: who got pushed into this because it was all they were considered good for anymore in this in this society. Like were yeah. they clever women? Were they powerful? Were they rich? Were they kind? Were they compassionate? Could they do all kinds of things? Were they artists? Did they have amazing abilities? Sure, but, but that they were women because they're women. Yeah, yeah. Like it amounted to, but you're women, so you're lesser. And, and this is what no we will one make to you better. marry
1: you because I'd say they, I'd say maybe some of them were given the option to be married off and didn't take it. Maybe. But yeah, it just sucks, especially when it's a lesbian woman being forced to have sex with straight men for their pleasure. Like that's awful. Yeah,
0: like that that was hard to read. And like don't get me wrong, I really liked this book.
1: Oh, I love this book.
0: But it's one of those books that you read and it really makes you like think... Because this book doesn't just feel like a perversion of what our society is now. It feels like if you tip the scale a little bit, is this something we could become someday? And that's scary to think about. What's
1: scary for me is I think some people could read this and not see a problem.
0: Some people could totally read this and think, well, you know, if it was my society, maybe I would make it this way. And they would think it would be like a utopia. Yeah. And that, that in itself is...
1: Because here's the thing Most of the issues In this society Come from the war They're in the middle of
0: A war That I'm pretty sure Was just Invented
1: Yeah But I just love the idea That tourists Came over to see this
0: mm.
1: And then asked Like can we take pictures Of you And it's like Oh
0: yeah The scene where I think they're Japanese tourists And they come over And they visit And and
1: they're wearing Their normal clothes of course
0: Yeah they're wearing Just normal everyday clothes And then they have a translator And they ask the girls Are you happy And they have to answer, like, yes, we're very happy. And then they have to keep walking because if they say anything else, boom, executed.
1: Yeah, the secret police will find it, and they're gone.
0: It's kind of like, you know how um, some Americans go to holi- on holidays, like, to Korea? Yeah. But, like, South Korea, not North Korea.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can go on holidays, not Korea,
0: but... I mean, you can, but do you want to? <laughs> because what if no, they ask, no. hey, are you happy? And they're like, of course I am. My supreme leader makes me happy every day. It feels like a flip of that like yeah. you have these asian tourists coming over and they're the ones in a free and liberated society
1: yeah. it kind of makes you think of when um americans might go to a predominantly muslim country where women usually yeah yeah wear like bodies clothes that are like, covered wearing
0: like a, a hijab or like a burqa or like a yeah and a cab i think they're called as well the yeah. ones that they yeah
1: they cover up their bodies though, and then there are Americans going around in like bikinis to the beach and stuff and oh. it's just like an interesting thing to see Americans be the ones now who are covered up while foreign people are coming in wearing whatever they want because yeah. it's, they're in free countries and oh I just like why would you go to a war torn country though on holiday it's like why are these Japanese tourists at?
0: <laughs> I mean we don't know what the what the rest of the world really is like yeah in this book
1: I wonder I think the rest of the world don't know a lot of what's the happening the extent in yeah
0: which is the same could be said about like I'm not trying to get political and racy here I'm just saying the same can kind of be said about North Korea I guess because we don't really know what's going on in there it's all blocked from media yeah and like China as well have a lot, a lot of strict rules about internet and internet sharing and if you like post problematic things you can go to jail
1: yeah so. so we we know parts we hear tales, but we don't know everything that happens mm. in North Korea or China.
0: Oh, also, still in China, if you're a lesbian woman, um, they refer to each other as comrades. And if you're gay in China, you can still get arrested for that. Yeah. Yeah, and imprisoned. Like that's still going on now.
1: I think the country that's hosting the Formula One races this year are also the country that's legalizing killing gay people by stoning.
0: Yay! <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No, that's a thing I know. Yeah, it's been a fun okay
1: well yeah so well um,
0: that has bummed me out you guys
1: so um, basically the relationship between the commander and Offred is not a relationship it's not a it real continues, relationship it yeah. continues each other. he takes he, her... he
0: lives vicariously through her yeah. a love a lover relationship that he doesn't feel with his wife anymore and her, his wife as well uses Offred in another way she needs offered to have a baby she because a baby. that means she gets to be a mother. That's the thing that happens. The handmaids give birth, and then the wives become the mothers. But so that's they not take working
1: kids. for Serena because her husband seems to be infertile.
0: Yeah, and like that's something you're not allowed to say in the society. Like men are not able to be infertile. It's a strict fact. That's not. That's impossible. Men can't be infertile. It's always the woman's fault. Yeah. Even when it's not. So. so um...
1: Wouldn't that be an interesting twist if this whole time no women were in it It's just the men they were with?
0: I mean, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: I wouldn't be shocked. But basically, Serena offers for Offred to have sex with Nick, a gardener, sash guardian.
0: Yeah, like he washes the car and stuff. Nick is actually... A, not a double agent. What I mean when I say double agent is he works for the commander and the wife. As in, the commander uses Nick to signal to Offred when the commander wants to see her. Yeah. And also... The wife has Nick have sex with Offred.
1: To try and produce a baby.
0: To try and make a baby. So that, you know, they can start looking good towards the higher ups.
1: Yeah, otherwise it looks suspicious if they've gone through three handmaids and not had a baby.
0: Yeah. So, as a reward, I think, for Offred saying yes, Serena is the one who shows her the picture of her daughter.
1: Another picture. It's a different picture. Oh, it's
0: a different picture? I believe
1: believe she was shown a picture originally when the daughter was taken away.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then a new picture, and she's older. Yeah. And um, so that has an offered's mind, oh, thank God, she's not dead. But also, at the same time, it was almost easier for her to think she was dead.
1: And now she's thinking, well, does she remember me? Well, she probably doesn't.
0: So, if anything, it's just she hurts even more now, knowing her daughter is out there living a life where she has no knowledge of her mom.
1: Yeah, and she also gets a cigarette, I think. Oh, she.
0: she's also given a cigarette, but she doesn't use it.
1: Uh, she considers it, yeah.
0: Yeah, she has a match that she's given to light the cigarette and she hides it for a later day yeah. when she doesn't actually ever get to use it. But, uh, yeah, so she basically goes through the motions. She carries, she carries on her relationship with the commander.
1: She keeps going shopping with Off Glen.
0: Off Glen, Who yes, we
1: then learn... Who was
0: actually the second Off Glen by the time yeah. we meet her.
1: Yeah, but she's the one we spend the most time with.
0: We do spend the most time with her. And she's actually... A member of the Mayday.
1: They're called the Maydays or something like that. The
0: Maydays, like it's either the Mayday revolutionaries or just the Maydays or something. But they yeah. use the term Mayday to signal to each other That's their who they order. are. Yeah. And uh, she tries to say it to Alfred once because she can kind of like feel it that Alfred's not, you know, a fanatic. That's what Alfred says. Yeah. There are the fanatics who are the true believers, and then there are the people who are just living in the society trying to trying to get by.
1: It's kind of like, not to be political, but in um, Catholic Ireland, um, condoms were banned in the eighties.
0: Yes, they were. And
1: people just kind of had to go along with that and have lots of babies because the higher ups believed in this Catholicism stuff.
0: Oh, Catholicism. Awesome.
1: But yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, people don't necessarily agree with it, but they, kinda but have they to just go like with they it.
0: didn't want to get arrested, so and they didn't want to get executed, so they just had to go along with it in order to survive. Yeah. So off Glenn is sussing out if Offred's a true believer or not And slowly over time We they do kind to see this slowly unfold
1: They build a trust yeah. They build
0: a trust And they start like going by execution sites and talking And then one day it literally breaks And they're like Wait Like you're not a believer? No I thought you were a believer No I'm yeah, not a believer Yeah they go to like a
1: printing shop or something and Yeah She says something about Do you think God believes Or God's real And Offred's like no or something Yeah
0: like she's like She really calculated She takes the risk by saying no And then Offglen's like Oh thank God Yeah Atheism <laughs>
1: So then they realise They can trust each other And yeah. um, tells her all about Mayday
0: And like says that If you ever need us Say Mayday Like if you ever Need to get a message out
1: And then when they're Walking home after that A van stops near them Yeah and they and freak scares out scares them Shy of them But some man, random man With a briefcase gets arrested
0: Yeah basically these Black vans with an eye on them are the secret police. They're fans. kind of
1: like a weird FBI team.
0: Yeah, so basically, just imagine a really big government van comes by, pulls you into it, and you're gone forever. That's what these eyes do. Yeah. So. And they the have in like. England,
1: they have weird security clearance where they don't get searched at checkpoint anything. yes to. yes. because people are too scared to like they, yeah they're not really the, allowed to get touched even the guards are scared to look into so they don't even look at the vans
0: that's one of the things that Oxford says is good about the society like women don't have to worry about getting raped anymore outside of you know the coerced consent handmade stuff women don't have to worry about getting assaulted and walking around on their own because no one is allowed to touch them because everyone is afraid to touch them now
1: plus as everyone knows as long as you're covered up you'll never be raped
0: yeah like you know if you were wearing exposing stuff it would be your own fault and you would deserve it
1: which happens with janine they they're all told to say that it's janine's fault she got raped
0: that's one of the things they get in the red center when they're being trained to be handmaids they have to talk about stuff in the past like if you were raped or if you were assaulted you need to say it and then you need to say why it was your fault so there's this girl named janine who's a bit of a bitch apparently but she got gang raped at one point and she has to describe the experience and then they have to ask the whole group okay girls tell me why this was janine's fault and that made me sick.
1: Yeah, it's disgusting. Something else we've had in Ireland recently.
0: Yeah, like every time a woman gets assaulted here and it's a public thing in, in like the media. It's they always... showed a
1: woman's underwear in court and tried to make that out for a reason. It's her fault.
0: I remember being in work once in the staff room and they were talking about that. And one of the women was like, I think that she's just putting it on. I think she did something and then she regretted it. And so like, you know, she got what she got and she deserved it. And I was just looking at my coworker and like, oh my god one of my not old adult female co-workers saying this and just me sitting there and another one of my female co-workers sitting there who she's like 22 and she was just like i mean i don't feel no i feel like she she didn't deserve that at the same time we don't really know and i'm just sitting there like (sighs) yeah because, like, I don't know, I just did not want to be in that situation. I put my earpods in and I was just like, I'm not listening to this. Yeah, I'm not listening. It's, like,
1: insane that people can still think it's a woman's fault. Or that they asked for it or were leaving the man on mm. in this day and age, the year of our There Lord. are too many
0: factors for you to just be like, oh, well, she was wearing this and that's, you know, whatever.
1: Or she was wearing nice um underwear so she wanted to have sex with Like, someone. if a
0: girl goes down the street wearing a black t-shirt and a black pair of jeans and a hoodie... And she has a thong underneath it. That is not her invite and rape. Yeah. Now, sorry for that tangent, but I am very, I am.
1: It just shows how it's political It's a this, subject for me. It shows how political this book can be, though. Even still today. This book
0: just it resonates with so many things going on in society, and that has been going on in society for years. And she has years. said that
1: Margaret. I would have said that. Um, the sequel's called the Testament. She wrote a short description saying, "Um, the book is based on questions she's been asked. Yeah. But also the society we live in today. Yeah." So, like, ooh, call them out, sis. Like, she's eight years old and this is the sass she's given it? Like, Margaret
0: yes. Atwood, though, is a freaking badass because, oh my god. She was born in, like, 1939, right? And she went to oh, a, a university in Canada. I can't remember the name of it, though.
1: But then she also went to Harvard. Yeah,
0: then she went to Harvard and she's released... I don't even know the number of combined works she's released, but she's released like 17 books of poetry, 16 novels, 10 non-fiction novels, 8 short fiction novels, 8 children's books and 1 graphic novel. And I'm just like, okay, slow the fuck down please. But also she's in her 80s, so she's had time, but yeah, oh my she, God. She
1: didn't do this fast, she did this over time. But yeah, she's gotten loads of awards too. Like, like, she's such a talented person. Of all the freaking
0: person. big dick energy bibliographies you could have out there, Margaret Atwood has the most serious one I have ever fucking seen.
1: It's definitely inspired me to go back and read other works by her.
0: I am like, oh my god. Margaret Atwood is like, my god now. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That's She's a... just a cool lady.
1: We'll say, back to the story. Back
0: to the story. I'm sorry. We're getting so off topic here. This is going to be a long episode. There's a This book, okay, compared to our last book club, which was a book that was like 20 hours long. This book is only 10 hours long to listen to. Yeah. But there's just so much that resonates but, and connects to it and it's like yeah you have i just to love go.
1: the little details too like um when people are hung up they yeah they don't usually put words there they put pictures of the events because like you're not
0: allowed is... to have words having words gives you too much power yeah they want you illiterate. To read. yeah they want you to be illiterate so that you can't like form sentences on your own yeah. like connect with other people and send messages like it all has to be word of mouth and if it's word of mouth you have to meet and if you meet you can get caught yeah. So that's like, it's a very, oh, the control and the grip that this society has on everyone in it is just ironclad and intense and fascinating to read. Oh, it was just, it was great. And it was really interesting.
1: So that's my point The supermarkets have pictures <laughs> yeah, of the, the food supermarkets have pictures Instead of Instead of having the name mm-hmm. Of what they sell, All their tokens They don't have money anymore They have tokens with pictures For what you can exchange for them
0: Yeah like you're not allowed To have cash anymore It's all yeah. a token and exchange It's like a barter system So
1: like it could be pictures Of eggs or steak Yeah
0: Like it's basically like Someone took like play tokens Out of like A little kid's shop toy And exchanged those Instead of money Because yeah. money is worthless now
1: and women shouldn't be like or ranking money because well, if they don't buy the thing they're supposed to buy it.
0: Exactly. So that's why it's tokens.
1: Yeah. And um, it's interesting there is allegedly a black market but we never see it.
0: Yeah, there's allegedly a black market. We never get to see the black market, but we do get to see black market things like how Nick has cigarettes. Yeah, and, and so does Serena. Yeah, Serena has cigarettes too and she smuggles cigarettes in and how um you could just certain things people have and you know there was a crazy way for them to get them. Like yeah. books and libraries are not a thing anymore a lot of stuff is just burned or blacked out and gotten rid of in this kind of society because they don't want you to get anything and there's also a lot of revised works so it's like oh this is totally great expectations but it's all about being a good wife to your husband because they changed (laughs) everything about it and that's what it's about now um so like the commander would have books and magazines like women's magazines you would see in like a hairdresser's or something and he lets Alfred read one and she like devours it like she goes over the whole thing
1: yeah i think was the vogue
0: I think it might have been a Vogue.
1: But I just love how it's real magazines anyway. So, so she probably, if she had any interest in it years ago, would have already seen it and read it. Yeah. Or if this was America, it just wasn't not Because like, what well, if Kim Kardashian was in it? Well, Kim Kardashian ain't living in this society.
0: <laughs> no, no, she <sure>, not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the commander and offered have their secret meetings. Alfred um, and the wife have their collusion for her to get pregnant. So she goes and sleeps with Nick one night. But then her and Nick just keep sleeping together for a while. Not for any real love reason. It's just because that's a connection that they have together. Yeah. That's one thing they can do. She s- suspects that Nick might either be a secret police member or he could be a member of the Resistance and she never really knows. Yeah, until she with the end of the book. Though.
1: Yeah. I mean, but even then it's not We'll confirmed. get to the end of the book but like, even then you don't know for sure if he was lying or telling the truth. Yeah
0: so as that's going on there are also these public rallies that you have to go to all the wives all the daughters all the handmaids do the marthas have to go
1: i don't know i feel like everyone has to go all the women
0: yeah all the women basically have to go and so all the handmaids have to kneel on cushions or on the ground in the in front of the stage and then all the like wives and stuff get comfortable chairs and stuff and the econo wives get like these uncomfortable chairs but they get to like sit on a chair and so that's for like public announcements and public executions and, and also marriages. Like marriages yeah. so they basically pair off these really young girls in white yeah daughters were white because they're pure and virginal yeah. um and they wear veils
1: imagine the twist if one of the girls was her daughter getting married oh i would die Oh, that would. Oh but that doesn't god. happen that doesn't happen sorry
0: me. we're just speculating we're just like oh my god this is the perfect handmaid's fan fiction story we were we reading
1: write. lists of books to have good twists and i'm just adding twists to everything yeah sorry in my we were head. looking
0: at books to read next after this but like yeah. we, we'll get to that at the end of the episode yeah
1: but um so yeah they are here for marriage and then an execution
0: yeah so in some of the executions a lot of the time it is just people getting hanged um, which is you know fair enough but they all and like they make everyone watch like they make you watch they and used if you to don't watch... say
1: why they were being hanged but then they realized that led to repeat crimes or yeah like or if something. you
0: knew what they were doing then some people would be like emboldened to do it as well despite the fact they just saw the person get killed for it so now they just do it
1: yeah so they just have to hang them and then the women have to hold on to the rope to like signal they're okay with it or whatever like the handmates have to yeah which is interesting but then aim um, for a rapist mm. Which is what they say this person is. Yeah. Um, they have the handmaids actually do the execution themselves with their hands.
0: They call them particicutions, so it's a participant execution. So basically and this I thought was also a really interesting way of keeping control over all the handmaids because they basically force all the handmaids to murder this guy.
1: And they use that to get out their anger. It reminds me of the purge a bit.
0: Yeah, like they use it to help get out their negative feelings and help um, them express anger and rage so that they can still be quiet and obedient all the rest of the time. But also, if they make them bloody their hands so many times, when are they going to feel like they're innocent anymore?
1: Yeah, so they say... He raped two handmaids.
0: Yeah, that's what they said. And
1: one of the handmaids was pregnant and lost the baby afterwards. Which and that's we don't be, think is true. Yeah, that's supposed like to be a big shocking thing. It's like,
0: and that's like the to embolden them died. to be, Ugh, yeah.
1: kill him. Yeah. So because
0: um, like for every handmaid and every wife, the idea of a baby that could have lived getting killed is like, will send them into a bloody rage. Cause because that's your entire point. Of that's that like the whole reason they're alive and like still being kept around. That's. Their purpose.
1: So anyway, they're all putting a circle around this person and they're told to kill him. So Offglen goes in first.
0: Offglen goes in first. What she does is she kicks him in the face so many times he passes out and nearly yeah. dies. And then the rest of the women kill him.
1: And this disgusts Offred. She's so she doesn't
0: it. realise why. And then Offglen says afterwards, he was one of ours. He was one of the resistance. I had to yeah. do that. It put him out of his misery. So now he can die in peace. And Offred's yeah. kind of like horrified, but also like she understands.
1: She understands why.
0: And like, I was just like, God, off Glenn, that that's freaking, that's got to be hard. She had to basically murder her friend, so that, yeah. and like. Ugh. Me
1: and I are friends, but like, comrade at least.
0: Yeah, at the very least a comrade, yeah.
1: And it's just like, yeah, you have to like, make sure this person. And yeah, it's putting them out of misery, but like, oh, it's so like, fucked up.
0: So at this point in the story, we're basically getting to the end now. Yeah, I'm very close. Basically, Alfred's walking home one day, and the door opens, and it's the wife and she's looking at her and she's just like how could you and Offred's just thinking how could I what did we
1: mention Jezebel's
0: shit we haven't mentioned Jezebel's properly yet yeah okay so before this we're backpedalling a bit the commander one night gives Alfred an outfit and it's like feathers and sequins and yeah, skimpy it's skimpy sequins it's like a yeah. you know a quote unquote slutty outfit
1: which probably is something that would look really cool and a girl might wear it on a night and actually look really nice
0: yeah so he gives her makeup and lipstick to wear
1: cheap makeup
0: cheap and makeup and lipstick to wear <laughs> um also one of his wife's traveling coats a blue coat so that it doesn't look suspicious with him riding with her in the car yeah. nick is the one who drives them doesn't she still
1: hide on the floor at one point anyway in the car yeah i think so yeah
0: but like i don't know i can't remember properly yeah but uh so they drive off they go to jezebel's and when they're there she sees all these men and all these women in this similar outfits so that it doesn't look suspicious for the commander to be there with a woman dressed like that yeah and then she sees Moira. Oh, yeah. So Moira's been her best friend for like most of her life and she knows Moira is a lesbian yeah. and has had relationships with women, It's not interested in men. Moira's always been the voice of reason or the person to like talk her up to do stuff she's nervous about.
1: They have a cool secret signal to go see each other in the bathroom when he needs a talk.
0: Yeah, like when they were both in the red center together before Moira got you know, caught. Um Well, escaped. Escaped and then, you know, whatever were to happen to her, they would uh find time to meet each other on bathroom breaks but they would have to do it at like a certain time
1: yeah because you couldn't be seen to have a friend because that would look suspicious yeah
0: and you couldn't do it like at the exact same time every day because that would look suspicious you couldn't do it too often suspicious and you can get caught and you could get punished yeah and like the worst possible stuff could happen to you and like Moira as punishment for escaping the next time got sterilized she got her tubes tied or her womb removed one of those yeah
1: i'm not sure i think it's tube side they say tubes side a few times in this novel so i, think, I so. think that's just their go-to
0: and like all women who already had their tubes tied were automatically sent out to the colonies yeah like no matter what like politically they could offer they were already sent out because they were considered useless um including uh our main character's mom we yeah. see videos of her in the colonies like looking dirty and sick
1: yeah, because the colonies are like filthy
0: Yeah She was like a feminist um, Activist Activist yeah. In the previous life And then once Gilead the Society took over She just, you know Ousted and got put into the Colonies And that was hard for Offer To see videos of her own mother Being mistreated In like a wasteland
1: But yeah, so Moira um, They meet in the bathroom Moira's kind of like disheartened completely. Yeah She like says Offred Just kind of go with the flow And make her life easier Yeah Which is kind of hard to see because
0: Yeah like Moira had been such a strong character And a rebellious character up till that point And then when we finally see her again Offred is like heartbroken to see that they've broken her
1: So you kind of have to see now That Offred is already the only person that She can't be inspired by Moira Because Moira's broken She's the only person that's been unbroken
0: Offred had been holding on to The idea of her dead daughter Yeah And like her ghost being around her So she could hold on to that And the idea of her dead friend And the idea of her dead husband those are things that were frozen in her mind forever that she could always have, but now she knows her daughter is alive without her and that's broken her heart. She knows Moira's
1: alive and broken and that's broken heart. Just, yeah, just and know she about still doesn't know
0: about Luke. But yeah. like she has this sexual relationship with Nick now and she knows there's no love there and they barely even talk to each other. They just have this one physical release, yeah. um, to make the days easier, I guess.
1: Yeah. But um so yeah, they go there then the commander takes the roof. To the hotel room
0: Yeah they go to a hotel room Which is then... a hotel
1: She actually had sex With her husband in When her husband was cheating On his previous wife or her Yeah Which is fun But yeah they have sex And she has to fake passion
0: Yeah like he He, you can, he says come on Like I didn't think It was going to be like this Because she's just there Lifeless just waiting For him to get it over with And so she has to like Fake it then And it's yeah. It's upsetting To it's It was upsetting to read But like it's just Another reality of this
1: but then after she goes shopping, mm. she there's a new of Glen.
0: Yeah, and like she goes out and she's meeting off Glen, and there's this new girl, and she says, "I'm off Glen," and she, then so she realizes that off Glen's gone. Yeah. And she so they're no walking. Hair. Yeah. So they walk and they make idle chit chat, and she just, she tries saying something that sounds a bit, like you know. Me yeah. Like Mayday, and then the girl is like so unresponsive, so she realizes, okay, so she's definitely not part of the resistance. I shouldn't say yeah. anything else. I've basically given myself away now. But then she does say to her in like a very hushed voice, "They hung her." Yeah. So off Glenn, she didn't give give anything. Well, she might have given something up, but she's. I thought dead no, now. she hung herself. Oh yeah, no sorry, off Glenn hung herself. Yeah. Or off Glen, uh, hung herself instead of giving up any. Uh, information because
1: she relieved, knew they were on tour it relieves Alfred because no one can at least know about her now no yeah. one's torturing her to get information
0: ever because as we said everything's word of mouth there's no paper trail for anyone in their misdeeds so if you know if you don't have the direct source telling you then you don't know so yeah. she feels kind of safe at the same time then she walks home
1: and then the wife is at the door. How could yeah. you? She has the dress and she calls her a slot, I believe.
0: Yeah, like she looks at like feathers and sequins and she throws them at her and she shows her travelling cloak and there's a smear of lipstick on it and she's like, how could you? I can't believe he did this again. So clearly he did that with the last offered as well. Yeah. And so she goes into the house and she goes upstairs and the wife's like, I'll figure out how to punish you. And then later that night, she doesn't go to the commander because he's not trying to get with her anymore. But yeah. she does go to Nick. And he, she tells him what happened and he says, he's he didn't say it then but I think on the the next day he says to her, I'm part of the resistance, they're coming for you, they're going to get you out of here.
1: This is um you can actually, she hears the van coming.
0: Yeah, she can hear the van coming.
1: Yeah.
0: And um so two men come in and she doesn't know whether or not he's, because he there's two options. He could be telling the truth, they're the resistance, yeah. she's finally breaking out or they could be... A member of the secret police and they're actually taking her away and they just don't want her to struggle
1: what's interesting is serena didn't call the police
0: yes serena didn't call the commander didn't call they both look very shocked
1: serena seemed to still want the baby at least
0: yeah she still wanted any baby that might be coming and she wanted to punish herself yeah
1: commander demanded a warrant yeah and serena wanted to know what crime she did
0: Yeah. So what they say is that they she betrayed
1: secrets of the government. Secrets
0: of the government. So then automatically the commander looks really worried and Serena looks disgusted with her and they're just like take her away. Yeah. And so that's where the story ends. The book doesn't end there, but that's where the story of Offred ends. It's just her leaving and it's all very uncertain. So then it goes to like a public speaker at a university talking about the recorded way in the future. Yeah, it's way way in the future talking about like historical accounts of the time of gilead so this is no longer the it's time like of Gilead. the way
1: we would talk about the 1700s
0: exactly like anytime we read a book that was published in like 1700 or something and like it gets translated and it tells you what society was like that's basically what the end of the book is it's anal. it's an analysis of what the time of gilead was and it's them saying well how do we know if this is real and how do we know if they actually live like this and what if this is fake but there are a lot of other different accounts about the time of gilead
1: Fun to see it still being questioned two hundred years in the future.
0: Yeah, so like <laughs> we don't know if it's real or not, and this is at, and the the whole the Handmaid's Tale is actually a book transcribed from tapes. Yeah. So, they don't. Uh, we don't know if names were changed for like secrecy, or we don't know other stuff. But uh, and we
1: don't, and that's why it's kind of in a weird order. You're not sure exactly. Yeah, what that's kind it is.
0: of why it's in a strange order as well. Yeah. Like I know we were going all over the place Saying different bits of the story But that's what the book is like
1: Yeah <laughs> There's no
0: set linear timeline
1: It's like It makes it a bit hard to listen to honestly I'm wondering if it Would have been easier to read
0: Yeah a few A few times I kind of felt lost But it wasn't so bad I did The show is genuinely
1: later. even harder to watch though Because there's stuff like um, The public executions That happens way earlier in the show Well this isn't one of the last few chapters of the books
0: Yeah like with the show You can tell that they took a lot of inspiration But they mainly did their own thing I and think.
1: then, Yeah, you haven't seen it. But even then, we know for a fact there's it season two and season three of the show. And I already know that what happens in the book is already in season one. Yeah. So they just must have completely gone up in our team.
0: So that's basically the story of The Handmaid's Tale. I feel yeah. like we've gone on for a long time, but it was a lot to take in. So, yeah. out of ten, what do you think you would give the story?
1: I'd give it an eight.
0: I'd actually also give it an eight. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't agree with everything that happened in it. And... Sometimes it's just hard To have a belief In what happened
0: Yeah like
1: And it's uncomfortable to read It I was very very uncomfortable to read And But the main reason I'm taking points off Is because not all your questions Are answered And that's hopefully Something she'll fix In the Testaments Coming this year In September
0: I do feel like Not all of the questions Should have been answered Because that leaves Some of it open Just to like mystery And you know When you're building a world You don't necessarily Build everything About that world Like there are always going to be some uncertainty uncertainties which is fine but just for myself while i really thoroughly enjoyed the idea of the story the story itself the way it was written i really liked and how descriptive everything was it it was just very hard to read and that is like on my own personal hang-ups because like for anyone who has ever dealt with sexual assault or like things like that it's always going to be difficult to like consume media about it about it so that's like my own personal thing And that is in no way A knock against Marker Atwood Or her amazing writing skills Or her like Vast amount of Very good works Is literally my own hang up So that's why I want to give it an 8
1: Yeah So the second section Will be writing weakness to say on as the protagonist
0: Yeah the protagonist And They're I feel like offered. it's gonna be It's not gonna be hard I found her to be An interesting Complex person A survivor
1: I Love that Everything is from her perspective Yeah You really get to know her
0: You get a A real in-depth insight into her thoughts, and like that's the same can be said for like a lot of books because you always get it from their point of view or what they're thinking, whether or not it's written in first person or third person. But just for for this one, I just thought so much of it was introspective thought because it was just her walking, her in her room, her standing and listening to people. It was all very much what she was thinking all the time. Yeah. Like that is one of the things I think will be. Difficult to translate To a visual medium Like the yeah. show Like you said Because you don't have Her inner monologue And I feel like As a protagonist She was strong She was interesting She was clever She yeah. was a survivor I'm personally I'm giving her a 10
1: Yeah I'm gonna give her A 9 A 9 I just didn't Sometimes I feel like She would go back And forth on decisions a lot Or change her mind Very quickly And mm. I just didn't Always agree with Either how she What decisions she came to In the end Between yeah. her options and then sometimes I'm just like, okay, we get it. You're thinking of what to do with the match. You've gone through like fifty options in your head now. Just fucking, you're not going to do anything anyway.
0: I do understand your frustration yeah. with that. Like, I personally found it to be how I probably would have ended up thinking. Like, yeah. going over the option over and over and over again because in this is a life or death situation. Like, literally, what you do with this one match is a life or death decision, and that's why I felt like it was appropriate for her to think that way, yeah. but I do understand why it was frustrating and yeah. I I did sometimes get repetitive, I will admit. Yeah. So will we give it then an H?
1: Well nine point five.
0: Oh nine okay, yeah, no nine point five. That's fine. Yeah. So the next thing we need to talk about is the characters as a whole.
1: And I have words.
0: Oh go ahead, I am ready.
1: Right. So you get some really good characters. Yeah. But then they're kinda of broken. You get Moira. She's really yeah. interesting, you really You get to know about her as a strong person. And it's awesome that she's queer. But then, you know, she gets broken down. She's Mm -hmm. not the same anymore. She thinks you should just, you know, let whatever's happening happen. And that sucks to see. But, you know, it's character growth. It's interesting.
0: Another thing I do love about Margaret Atwood's portrayal of Moira is she just shows her as a woman. Yeah. She's just a woman. And, yes, she's a lesbian. But she's just a person.
1: She's a, yeah.
0: And, like, to be born in 1939 and to have progressive views like that and to be like fuck you i know this is legit this is fine this is just people being people and like thank you margaret yeah go perfect. margaret
1: like how many people from 1939 would support lesbians or
0: like i recently finished watching Mad Men, and they all fucking hated the gays so
1: or even um gay people or even the idea of feminism wouldn't have been popular in 1939 yeah. which is the time she grew up and even and <clears throat> like if they were my grandmother Very progressive Yeah same. But even then Me and her would have some issues Over certain things just, And she'd just be like Well it's just a sign of my time You know
0: Yeah like I consider my grandmother To be a very progressive woman But there are some things That I feel like I wouldn't want to tell her
1: Yeah or even just things That you just know You're going to agree Not agree on So you mm-hmm. just don't want to Even talk to them about it Because yeah. it's just going to hurt Like it's never really something serious. Like my mother, my grandmother wouldn't have an issue with trans rights or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like little things, and it's like, eh, I don't really know that. And I just don't want to talk yeah. about it. But um, yeah. So Margaret Atwood, awesome. It's so cool that she like supports all from the time that she was alive. She's like she's eight years old now. Yeah. Like it's just it's like cool. But one, I think a big weakness for the characters in this book mm. is we have such a strong protagonist who we spend most of our time with.
0: Yeah, like. All of the characters around her kind of blend together, not yeah. because they're not written well, just because the protagonist themselves is just so much of a big personality. And often she doesn't, she doesn't get to talk
1: to people that often, like.
0: Yeah, she doesn't really get to socialize, so we don't so get to see as much of them as we want.
1: It's so long before horn off of men start trusting each other yeah. face. You get a little bit of um, a few characters in the Red Center. Yeah. You get more bit more into, and um, the commander is. I am a commander, and I'm using you for sex.
0: Pretty much like the commander, just seems like a sad, lonely man. Yeah, which little, little he is, marriage. and that's. But like we're. I want to say that the characters were good and that the characters were interesting and well developed, but we didn't have enough time with them yeah. to fully get all of that for ourselves.
1: I just think they lacked that.
0: I feel like she probably had entire, like, maps about the personalities of these people but yeah. knew in the context of the story we were never going to get all of that because Alfred yeah. was never going to get all of that from her, for her. It's herself. something
1: that would probably be fun to explore if we were, like, back doing our leaving cert and it was, this was a book we had for English. Yeah. Because there were essays like that for, um, like, The Great Gatsby. It's like, you don't learn a lot about Daisy. Like, yeah. But, like, here, write an essay on what you think her personality is like.
0: Exactly. Like, I personally... I would give the other characters like a six yeah. from what we get from them, not from what I believe they are.
1: Yeah. I'd give them a six from what I get from them, but you can't write a book without having more depth to your character than that. Yeah. So like I'm sure it's there and she probably has little hints to it that might be hard to pick up.
0: Like I am convinced she's has like entire lives completely thought out in her head for all these other characters. Yeah. It's just a case of In the if We were of offered the story. and we were having these interactions, we never would have gotten all that from them.
1: Yeah, like, for um, Serena, there's probably been years and years of trying to have babies for these new people. Yeah. Like, they're tired. But, like, all you get is Serena's kind of a bitch.
0: Yeah, basically. Like, we have Serena being um, a public speaker for, like, religious stuff. And then we get to see her change from, okay, she's got it. It's not what she thought it was going to be. And now she just has to live in the society, because what else can she do? Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. I I do think...
1: I think some of the female characters, I think Moira and Serena are interesting. Yeah. But then all the main like Nick is nothing.
0: Nick is a nothing character, but like he doesn't need to be an anything character yeah. because all he needs to be for Alfred isn't it is a distraction. That's all yeah. he has to be in her universe. So yeah. I guess I'm going with six. Are yeah, you going I'm going to go
1: with five. You're
0: going to go with five? So 5.5? Yeah. And then the very last thing we need to rate on is individuality.
1: It's so individual.
0: I mean, for individuality, I'm giving it a fricking 10. It's a
1: 10. It's a 10. How often do you see something where society falls and it's not an apocalypse? It's not yeah. like zombies happened or there's been, like, I guess there's a bit of a disease in it. But mm. it doesn't kill anyone. People aren't dying. It's yeah. not like, um, it's not like bird box where everyone's dead. Yeah. You know, people are alive. They're being sent away by a new society. It's so interesting. It's... And it's also interesting that... Fine, we've seen worlds with different societies. Like, Game of Thrones is a different society to what we have. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have our society before that. It's interesting that there is a contrast. They had what we have, and now they don't. And it's so strongly feminist, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it's just... It's great. It's like It has a really strong message. It's really... Different. It's just something I don't think we see a lot of. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, it's just like, it's kind of a rare story.
0: Yeah, like the fact that you could get... I'm going to call it a dystopian society because it is after the breakdown of the world as we know it.
1: Yeah, but it's not like an apocalypse. Yeah,
0: exactly. That was refreshing for me because so many books right now and from the past have been about zombie apocalypse, vampire apocalypse, Or nuclear even just apocalypse. big famines,
1: famines that kill so many people. Yeah, like Like famine. the Hunger Games. It's post-apocalyptic. You don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's because there was like a
0: nuclear war and now all this, like, everything's gone to shit. Like yeah. the world had to get destroyed for this new society To pop up Whereas in this one It's literally just The society itself Collapsed in on itself And yeah. ruined itself From the inside out And now this is what We're stuck with And, and I find that Refreshing and interesting I just think
1: it's also Interesting that the rest Of the world's still normal
0: Yeah the rest of the world Is pretty much just going on As it was And this is happening in America No one's doing anything about it Because it's America Yeah Like just leave it alone I guess and see what happens
1: Yeah it's like, you, you, like They still clearly have A strong military force there Like the, Those are the people Who took over the government Yeah so like the military didn't disappear so they still have yeah of the everything just militaries. sort of
0: changed and became a perverted version of what it used to be
1: yeah and it's just like it's just very interesting and you do get a lot of world building in detail
0: this whole book and society is basically just family values religious values put through like one of those fun house mirrors like what's yep. being reflected back at you isn't what it is it's what it's like a disgusting grotesque version of what you're putting out
1: it reminds me of knots and crosses which I don't know if you've read I've
0: never actually read that
1: it's similar it's kind of like the conflict between black people and white people and white people and more racist but in this world black people were the people of power instead okay and um, that's basically the world it explores what similar to our world Was different You know Okay It reminds me of that It's like looking through a mirror It's like what if Yeah So this is what if mm. Um Women had no power And the power was taken away From the world it's not and crosses Is what if black people Were people in power And Um They were the dominant race Overall So like people. a role reversal Yeah
0: I mean that does sound interesting I should probably give that a go
1: Oh it's a great book It's it's a great series There's like Four or five books in it Is
0: that by Mallory Blackman um, Yeah
1: She actually wrote I don't know if you've seen The new Doctor Who season
0: No I haven't
1: She wrote the Rosa Parks episode For the new Doctor Who season Ah. Yeah Oh it's a good episode
0: Okay well now I have to I was okay. so
1: excited when I, Because I was watching That season as it came out Every yeah. day It was the first um, Doctor Who season I've re- watched live Yeah. And that actually came on And I knew it was about Rosa Parks They'd been teasing on Their for, And then it just came up Written by Mallory Blackman And I was like Oh my god I haven't seen anything From her since The Knox and Crosses series So you
0: had a fangirl moment
1: <clears throat> Yeah I just love um, Mallory Blackman it was, one the, it was the first book We did for English In the mm. junior search In school And nice. I just loved it
0: Okay so This has been The Handmaid's Tale then I really liked it
1: yeah, what did we rate it overall?
0: We rated it at thirty three out of forty, which yeah. is high.
1: Yeah, it's a high score.
0: That is a high score. Like we yeah. only have four points, and um, we really rate books on unless it's an adaptation. Which... In which case, we give it a fifth.
1: Yeah, but like books are really adaptations. It's usually yeah. the movies the adaptation of the book.
0: Like, if there was like, f- there was this book I read um called Beauty, and that was an adaptation of the story of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So that one, if we were reviewing that, we would give that the extra criteria to market out of. Yeah. But for this one, this is just a standalone, this is a book that's just a woman has written. Yeah. So thirty-three out of forty is pretty good.
1: Yeah, and it's something we would recommend reading if you haven't. I would yeah.
0: like yeah, and like I mean I know I have my own personal hang-offs, but I don't regret having read this book and some of the subject matter is hard to listen to and hard to read, but I don't and think I we should shy away from it. Parts
1: of it in sport for you
0: now. I that is true. But like if you wanted to read this experience it for yourself. It's a very interesting read if and you want to just watch the show. Like
1: we said, there are so many details. You can watch the show. You get a different story. Yeah. Because there are two now seasons that oh, just aren't basically happening in yeah. these books as far as I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like from what you've seen, it does kind of diverge.
1: Yeah. Um. There are things that are in different events or things that happen like um, the Japanese tourists don't happen in the book. Yeah. Instead, you get an ambassador from Mexico who is a woman visiting.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: then there's all this bullshit that she's in contact with her husband and all this stuff like Mm. In the book In the show They're definitely going through This whole story Of the husband still alive And there's going to be Contact with him Which is something We don't have in the book
0: Yeah Like I wonder What is going to come out Of this sequel And I'm excited to read it But like I feel like there is Most likely going to be Some sort of disconnect Because it is set 15 years After The Handmaid's Tale And
1: it's Where it counts From three handmaids I believe
0: Yeah So it's going to Like it's called Testimonies The Testaments The Testaments So it's going to be Testaments from All these different people
1: from all we know, one of these handmaids could be Offred, because I'd love to get more to her story.
0: That would be interesting. But at the same time, I'm also super intrigued by the idea of different handmaids and three their Three different experience.
1: stories. Yeah. We've had the story. It's been an interesting story. I would love to hear three completely different stories, but I also wouldn't be opposed to hearing a continuation yeah, of the story.
0: Yeah, like, I'm happy to hear something of a similar nature from different people and how they saw the world, but I'm also totally down to hear more of Offred's experience and what she experienced after she left the commander's house. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was the Handmaid's Tale. I do recommend you read it if you want to, or experience the show. Or you know, there is a nineteen ninety movie, or several operas if that you wanted to take those in. Online
1: somewhere. Videos.
0: There, I mean, probably like there was, there were, there were opera runs in like a British opera and in like a Canadian opera. And Imagine freaking...
1: if we like listen to and then discovered like the soundtrack's bomb, and we're just going around blasting oh, the yeah, Handmaid's like, Tale like, soundtrack or literally, something. Literally,
0: like, oh, this is rape scene number five, and the remix is amazing. Oh, great. <laughs> So, rape, yeah, rape, we... <laughs> rape
1: rape 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 oh my god it'd be so fucked up
0: don't make me laugh about rape oh, oh. i'm sorry
1: wow but um it is fucked up
0: sorry it's fucked up but like oh my god um so yeah your so your head gets
1: a little bit fucked up after reading this book though
0: but in like a great way like this yeah. is like the best drug we could get the serotonin i got from reading this book was superb yeah but uh yeah no so that has been our review of margaret atwood's book the handmaid's tale she's got a lot more works out there if you wanted to, like, if you are interested in her writing style and there will try be other a works.
1: sequel of course in september
0: yeah there's a sequel there are other books that she's written that i'm sure have very interesting topics that you could give a go she has like her bibliography is massive there is not a book out there she's written that i imagine you wouldn't want to read
1: if um you enjoyed this you can leave it a like you can subscribe to her youtube channel our um page on apple podcast and our spotify
0: we have a lot of different platforms that we put out our content on for all different yeah. kinds of people because I know there are different ways you like to uh, consume media. Yeah. We do have a Twitter and we have an Instagram.
1: They're at Adam and Kat It's going to be linked in the description below. And um, you can definitely follow us there. You can reach out to us there to give us your thoughts on the book or suggestions for books and movies we should talk about or even queer topics for our other podcasts.
0: If you want to tell us what you thought of our review specifically or if you want to tell us books you want us to read in the future... Or movies you want us to talk about on our Film Club podcast, because we do have more of that coming out. Um, we have big movies to see in the future, and we have more yeah. books to review in the future. The next book we're actually reviewing is The Forgotten Garden by Kate Morton.
1: So if you would like to read that and send us your thoughts on Twitter, that would be great too.
0: Yeah, we'd really love to hear from you. From yeah. you. And like anything you want to tell us, let us know. Ask us yourself yeah. if you have questions. We are so open for feedback, yeah. and we just want to know how to cater more to our audience and the people out there who are enjoying our content.
1: Yeah, so thank you for listening. I've been Adam.
0: And I've been Kat. Bye bye. Bye.